Welcome back to Pop Culture Failure, where we watch a thing for pop culture, and then we talk about it. I'm Sky, And I am Jake. And we're watching The Pirates of the Dark Water, uh, episode 9. Panacea. Panacea, or pen, Panchia. It's the, uh, actually, it's just uh, Panacea. It's panacea? the solution or remedy for all difficulties or diseases. Okay. I looked it up. It sounded like it, like you were reading a, yeah. a definition. I generally don't talk with that weird, weird cadence. Yeah. You're either reading or quoting The Simpsons. <laughs> yes. That's like when I say something weird and Katie's like, is that from The Simpsons? <laughs> Most of the time, yes, it is. Yeah. But sometimes I'm just saying something weird. Well, you only like like two or three things, so it's a pretty narrow window. That's true. It's not my fault. Everything else sucks. Uh, speaking of which, we open up and Ren is uh, finagling. And noodle in with uh, the compass until he finds a laser beam point. This is probably the uh, most, like, defined good look at this compass we've gotten so far. In a minute, yeah. I think we got a decent look at it when it was initially given to him. But it's got a little tiny gem in a big field of blue about the size of a coaster. And, and it's and awkward a little to... squirrely inside. The the ship that the, the, they're piloting the Wraith through what appears to be, like, a rocky canyon... As though yeah. it's the Independence Day Canyon chase. Which, I I feel like the Wraith is, is... Okay, you can get the Wraith through here, because generally when there are rapids and rocks like this, it's probably shallower and there are rocks jetting up places. But Bloth is chasing them, and that thing goes, like, hundreds of feet down. Probably. It, it's certainly too, like, the, I, the scale of the Maelstrom has been played with. Like, it's much smaller than it should be, I think. It's got real TARDIS energy, I guess. <laughs> Maybe. That's Who knows what the hell's happening in it. But uh, Ren sees a, a blast hole or something? I forget what he calls yep. it. It's a blast hole. Which I assumed meant that, because there's air... I thought was coming out of it, because that makes sense for a blast hole. Because the, instead they get sucked into it and it seems like it's a suck hole but maybe they probably say suck hole on tv yeah i was gonna say the sensor said um you're gonna have to change suck hole to something uh how about wet suck hole nope Uh, getting further from it yeah other than that no no real notes on this episode just stop (laughs) saying suck hole uh i you know what i'm gonna let the guy say kill four times if you get rid of wet suck hole (laughs) All right, no deal. deal, it's my artistic vision. It's wet so, suck hole or nothing. <laughs> so Ren shoves Ayaz away from the wheel because he wants to be the hero. Um, and then he yells well, at everybody. Well, it was all about to... suck holes. I guess. <laughs> Gotta read about He's something while attending the lighthouse. He's the suck hole expert. <laughs> Ren's wet suck hole. Ah. Um, Yuck. But he yells at the crew to... Like, ties valuable shit down, and Noodler is eating a melon, and he ties up the melon. But he doesn't tie it to anything, like a dum-dum. No, he doesn't really even tie it, he just wraps a rope around it. <laughs> but they get sucked into the suck hole, as you'd expect. Yeah, like one will do. Yeah, apparently, th- this is it's widely known that they're shortcuts. Um, 
it's counterintuitive to assume that a, a, a boat getting sucked into a cave would be good for it. But wh- yeah. what do I know? I don't live in myrrh. You sure don't. You never will with that yeah. attitude. And the the hole is just wide enough for the, the wraith to be piloted through without smashing any of the masts or sails off. And then there's a scene where Nidler's trying to pick up the melon and it really looks like he's fucking it. <laughs> I mean, that's a lot of the off-screen implications, yes. I'm a fuck Obviously, that melon. the maelstrom is not going to be able to fit through the suck hole. So instead, they just block it off and... Which is smart. Yeah, they, they just stop the suction so there's no wind. And the sailboat, what, need wi- what needs wind to be piloted, just, you know, is dead in the water. Which is yeah. the smartest thing anybody's done in this fucking show so far. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then immediately, uh, ropes get thrown down into the cave and uh, Bloth's goons start trying to board the wraith. I don't know how they got there so quick. I suppose they do have Dagrons. Yeah. And that would afford them quick movement, but it's surprising. To us, to the crew of the Wraith, especially to Nidler. (laughs) Yeah, they weren't ready for it. And then Ren's just like, well, fuck this. Let's climb up. Like, those ropes should have goons on them, right? I thought so. Okay. Or are they just ropes from the ship? I don't know. I'm either. not sure what's happening. They could have been rigging ropes. Nothing makes sense here. Ayaz, R- Tula, and Ren make it to the side wall, and then they call for Nidler, who's just been, I don't know, screwing around with a melon this whole time. He's and then finishing. he makes the ultimate sacrifice. He throws his sex melon. <laughs> yeah, he trips two guys. And the melon, of course, loses its life. Pour out one for your melon. Yes. And Nidler flies away, and they're like, well... Guess there goes our a, whole lives so far. Yeah, Bye, it boat. was a good boat. So at this point, knowing knowing what we know about how they handle the treasure, did they leave the treasures on the fucking boat? They got that, you know, loose plank or whatever, but I guess yeah. not. Or these pirates are just too damn dumb to find it. Either one's pretty likely. Hard because to they say, are yeah. looking through barrels and under floorboards and stuff, but they have not been able to recover the treasures. There's got to be other neat stuff there, though. They are pirates. Yeah. I mean, if they're smart, there should be a lizard gun on there. <laughs> I don't know what happened to that lizard gun, and I'm hoping this guy, it's still on Shut up board. about the lizard gun, because we're about Absolutely to see the better gun. Absolutely not! How dare you! We're about, to see, we're about to see a better lizard gun later to, in this episode. <laughs> you bite your fucking tongue, <laughs> heathen. This guy's got a real boner for that lizard gun. <laughs> He's a cute little lizard. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Bloth asks, did anybody find anything yet? And uh, Conk is like, I found some melons. They have holes in them, mysteriously. I don't know what that's about. <laughs> little monkey bird I, dick-sized holes. I'm not looking into it, but Bluff doesn't want sex melons, so he kicks Conk down, and then Meth Jafar comes up, and he's like, they couldn't have gotten that far. Let's continue on to the only place they could have gone. Gone. Right, so Bluff, this is a straight shoot. Yeah. So Bluff steals their ship. They've been commandeered, I think is the correct nautical term. I think that is correct. Our trio plus Nidler are walking through like this weird, gross jungle. Do we eventually come across uh, a settlement that has stone buildings and such? And sure enough, Ren pulls out the compass and it shoots a laser beam to the front of what looks like a helix shell. Not a helix shell. I don't know, some sort of shell sticking straight up. 
in a like a rock fashion. Christmas tree. Yes, <laughs> that's way more accurate than my description. Yes, uh, and the treasure is at the tip of the at the Christmas tree where the star would be. Yeah. This seems pretty easy. Almost as easy as the time they just had to swim around under the boat for it. Ren, Ren says it'll be as easy as taking candy clams from a baby, and what a horrific treat to give anybody. <laughs> and then the dune worm shows up. <laughs> yeah, and they insist on referring to it as a crab. Yes, multiple times. I don't know what they think crabs are, but it ain't a worm. It's not a snake. It's... No, this thing has no shells. It's just a big yeah. snake with pointy face. Doesn't have any limbs. It's basically got the predator's face. Um, yes. The group gets separated. Tula goes one way and the boys go the other. Um, and I was like, well, just befriend it like you did with the Dagrons. This, this episode could have been four minutes. Yeah, use your necromancy. That's almost it. Or, I mean, <laughs> ecomancy. <laughs> there you go. Which one's I couldn't tell if you did that on purpose or not. Nope. <laughs> necromancy so is bring uh, bringing dead, dead people back to life. Yeah, that's what I thought. I mean, if you could do that, do that too. I mean, it would be helpful to have for sure. Ren and Ayaz go to help Tula because instead of doing anything, she just fell down. Um, <laughs> and the only logical thing to do when faced with a giant worm is to jump onto its face. I'm sorry, a giant what? Uh, a giant worm because it's not a no, crab. I'm, all I'm seeing is this crab that, that they've run across. That sure. they've run afoul of. Right. Uh, surprising everyone, uh, the crab is able to shoot the two tusks off of its face and then spawn new ones. But especially uh, so, surprising us. Yeah, because it doesn't make any fucking sense. Uh, <laughs> but it's, it manages to shake Ayaz and Ren off. And then having done that, it returns to the treasure. I guess they got far enough away. I don't know. It, it probably has something to do with sensations in the in the ground. Yeah, like in Dune. Yeah. Is it guarding the treasure, or is it just a wild thing? Because the way they talk I, about it makes it seem like it's a wild thing, but... I feel like it's both. Okay, sure. Ren's dad put it there so it would be guarded by this natural predator? Maybe? No, because Ren's dad All didn't right. hide the gems. It was, uh... uh oh, yeah. It four-armed was the, demon guy. The, the guy with the Power Ranger villain name. I can't remember. Right. Uh, corruptus. corruptus we got it at um, the same time great job everyone <laughs> so ren and ayaz are gross and tula laughs at them for saving her sort of yeah they called it a mammoth crab which doesn't make any fucking sense the mammoth part makes the most sense because oh, it's yeah big. sure that's true and then a robot from sonic the hedgehog uh comes <laughs> flying in because it's a big <laughs> robot bird it yep. was roboticized by uh, one Dr. Eggman. Yeah, it does not fit in this cartoon at all. We've never seen anything close to this level of technology or <laughs> mysticism. But it flies in and screeches at them, and they're like, huh, the fuck is that? <laughs> and then some guy who, I don't know how to describe him. He looks like a Simpsons character who did too much meth. I think the simplest way to describe him is to tell everyone that his name is Slagon. <laughs> he looks yeah. like a man named Slagon. Uh, yeah, that, that's fair. But his his skin is yellow, and he's got his silly hat with ear straps and a and an eye patch. 
and a gray coat. And he looks like a Simpsons character. And it, he doesn't rejected. have an eye patch. He has a jeweler's. Uh, oh, it's a jeweler's loop? loop. Yeah, that's it. I think so. That's okay. how I understood it. Yeah, you're right. Now that I'm looking at it a little more from a different angle as I moved the scene forward, he's got a little pig nose in a jeweler's loop. Yeah. Or maybe it's a robot eye because he's a robot guy. And a little devil beard. Yeah. It's gross. I don't like him. But we find out his deal is working on animals to make him fuckable. <laughs> He's got well, real, I'm experimenting to have sex with these animals. <laughs> like all necromancers. Yeah. Um, yeah, he, he specifically says that he takes injured and wounded animals and then fixes them. Or or sometimes he, makes them better. Yeah. Our uh, trio, who is still entirely too trusting, follow this strange man back to his uh, <laughs> lab. And they're uh, gawking at his uh, crimes against nature. What does he have? He has a bunch of shit in a tank. And then he goes to a turtle. And he's like, look, I did this. And it turns out it's like a like a ladybug turtle because its shell opens up and yes. wings come out. And it upsets <laughs> me all the way to my core. It's disgusting. Look, I and made then, a pigeon rat. <laughs> I've been practicing. Uh, there's also a stool that's a some sort of crab spider. Yes. That one's that actually a crab. On. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't have any pinchers. That's because you took those out because you don't want to get pinched in the taint. That's true. When you're Trust sitting, me. you're at your most vulnerable. Yeah. Your taint's at its weakest. <laughs> Ayaz is like, so did you make the thing out there, the big giant ass worm? And no, he's like, that, no. That was nature. But I know exactly how to kill it. I just haven't. Like, That's weird. <laughs> I mean, I like, guess Here. if it doesn't bother him. Yeah, I guess so. But he goes to his picture book and he pull like he shows them the flower it's that'll uh kill it. And Tula's like, doesn't that flower heal? Everything but the big crab. It's poison to the crab. And she's like, that's super weird. But okay. <laughs> uh, so uh, Ren demands uh, to know where it is. And Slagon is like, you'll need a guide. He doesn't want them traipsing about in the in the swamp jungle. They'll die for sure. There's so many bio somethings. I forget what he calls them. Slagon demands... Like 200 crowns or crooners or whatever the currency is. They said it again, but I didn't write it down or catch it. I don't also don't remember. Yeah. And what's weird is all of the coins are different shapes. That's very weird. Yep. Some are triangles, some are circles, some are squares, and some are octagons. Potentially from octopod. Yeah. Octopod octagons. Ayas wants to throw a fit, but eventually Ren tells him to just pay the man. So he throws down a bunch of weird, multi-shaped, multi-colored money. Uh, I don't know. Of them. Right. I don't know how the currency of this world works because none of it makes sense. Because there doesn't seem to be some sort of centralized government to back up that yeah. currency. Yeah, except they keep referring to just the one kind of currency, though. Yeah. So there is a universal standard here. Or at least a, a mer standard, but it doesn't make any damn sense. But whatever, an amount of money that was given was sufficient. So uh, Slagon goes and gets them a guide, a bio something. 
It's the way he uh, constantly yeah, bio refers to something. it. Bio guide. And it's, um, I don't know, a Dr. Seuss monster trapped in a glass it, fishbowl? It looks like the Grugrumps from the Grinch Knight special. His his top half, at least. Um, the Grugrumps are growling. Are they now? A in bunch the, of jerks. Yeah. When the when the Grinch night happens, because there's a sour wind to blow in. Oh, there's a whole song about it. Sounds like it. <laughs> you can edit it in right here. I probably won't. But I didn't think so. <laughs> you know, copyrights and the like, like you know, whatever we would get. But it's in like a weird walking stick. So your guide this- is attached to your walking stick. But the walking stick is a really tall wine glass with a, a fish dog in it. Yeah. Uh, who takes an immediate dislike for Nidler, which I can appreciate. I find him irritating. <laughs> are you are you on the side of this little man? Of the of the little monster or Slagon? Yeah. The little monster who's kind of an asshole to everyone. Oh, no. That little monster is a dick. And I can see why Slagon was like, you know what? I'm turning you into like a little fish monster. And you... <laughs> He's gonna trap you in a ball. I'm surprised he didn't soundproof the ball, but you know, whatever. Can't think of everything ahead. Also, part of the the deal is like whoever touches it, like, is like psychically linked with it, or something. I'm not sure how that works or what they're trying to tell us. Because Ren can feel his suffering at one point. Yeah, well, He's, when he hands it to empath. him, well, but he says when he hands it to him. Because uh, he's not touching it, he uses claw like a claw to bring it out, made of wood. And he says, which, as we all know, will not conduct feelings. Yeah, psychic yeah. energy. That's right. But he says it'll like it'll take on the know the language of the person it bonds to. Right. So it's real good at speaking sass and common or whatever it is they speak here. It, but it also has that weird accent that no one else has. <laughs> it has a little bit of a New Yorky accent. Yeah, so you know he's a dick. Also, his name is Roulette. I don't think we've said that yet. We didn't. We just called him a little Dr. Seuss monster. Yeah, I don't know Grugrum. why his name's Roulette. It doesn't. Well, he doesn't his... gamble at any point. Well, it's because his mom gave him that name. That's how you get a <laughs> name, Sky. All right, you got me there. <laughs> so Ren takes the scepter, and they're just like, "All right, cool, I guess." Um, Slagon tells them more about transmuted, transmuting medical something. This um, one is, there's a lot of extra words to follow. Yeah, a lot of nonsense was yelled at us. More than usual. Uh, Roulette pops out of the bowl and he starts yelling at everybody and he tells Nidler to stop touching his damn bowl. And, uh, off they go. He electrocutes Nidler for touching his bowl as well. Yeah, dogs tap dancing again. He's just he just doesn't pick up his feet when he walks, so he just scrapes <laughs> his fucking claws along the the floor here. Can't mm. wait till we put this in the rest of the house, so that's just what it sounds like here. <laughs> Hooray! They get on a little like gondola, and Ren is uh, posed at the front like he's George Washington crossing the Delaware, <laughs> as uh, Roulette leads them on what I. Th- originally thought was like a wild goose chase but he actually seems to be leading them to the flower yeah i don't know why this little guy who was trapped in a bowl for an undisclosed amount of time would know where this flower was that's a great question 
but they don't address that and everything turns out okay so yeah you know whatever everything always turns out okay yeah but uh roulette is just giving everyone sass and the business and nobody's a fan of it everybody's like you know what fuck this guy except for ren who's (laughs) like no we need him then fuck this guy yeah they specifically say teasing you know like every bully will until uh somebody when somebody calls them out on their shit <laughs> Jake I would never as they're arguing with uh this shitty little goblin in a bowl uh a bunch of ant eater men who are made mud of mud people sounds racist <laughs> it does uh they come running up and they all got fire arrows and they start peppering the the gondola they're in with fire arrows which seems like it would be a bigger problem than it is. <laughs> None of the fires seem to catch. Yeah, it goes out immediately. And at one point, a fire arrow actually hits the goblet that roulette's in, and it doesn't break or even like affect it at all. So it, it makes a cool sound. They do run aground as they're trying to navigate around, but you know, ultimately everything's fine. Because the uh, mud med can't get too wet. Right, or they'll die. Which... so. Seems like a bad evolutionary flaw when you live on a water planet. Yeah, and also in a swamp where there's a lot of water all the yeah. time. That's, Just all that's around a... bad deal for these mud men. Yeah, it really sucks for them. It seems as though their creator was like a shit, so it made me think that maybe, what's his face, Slagon made them. Slagon. It's so stupid. It's it's a terrible name. Is it What's more stupid, Corruptus or Slagon? Corruptus sounds like they tried a little to me. Slagon <laughs> sounds like nothing. So. <laughs> Tula remembers that she has superpowers, so she conjures up a small tidal wave or water spouts. I'm not. I think water spout is more accurate. And she kills the mud men yep. to death. I appreciate how everybody is, or not everybody, but most of these people are like, let's just fucking kill them. There's not enough killing in all the other stuff we watch. In all the other children's programming we watch. Yeah, just, you know, do the damn thing and seal the deal. Roulette keeps being a dick, and Tula's like, can you fucking stop for a second? And he says no. And I think think this is the point where she's like, I bet there's a lot of sadness in him. And then (laughs) they just move on from there. (laughs) Gonna breeze right past that, actually. Like all bullies, I bet there's a lot of sadness in this guy. Anyway, where's the flower? We'll just stick the scepter there and go home. It's fine. Fuck this guy. (laughs) They find themselves somewhere else. Like, they've run aground, and Niddler finds what looks like a shitty banana. Uh, Roulette tells him to eat it because it's a sea squash. And Niddler bites into it and chews it for an unacceptably long amount of time before (laughs) he discovers that it's disgusting. The yuck taste buds are really far back on a monkey bird's tongue. Uh, <laughs> or maybe it's like an aftertaste that cu- creeps up on you. Yeah. But he says it tastes like squid slime. And here's where Tula, like, Ren is wondering why anybody would act like this. Oh, yeah. Okay. A- and Tula says, maybe it's because he's very angry. And she's like, I feel sorry for him, but I also really hate this guy. He's a real piece of shit, this guy. Nidler finds a clam and he claims it to be a candy clam. Um, Roulette wants it. Because he, I don't know, he likes the lemon he's, ones. He's he's hungry and he loves candy clams. That's why he wants it, of course. Okay. 
I have a lot of questions about the candy clams. Please ask me. They come in different flavors, it seems. Yes. What's your favorite flavor of candy clam, Jake? Uh, it's um, b- blue raspberry. Oh, mine's beef wellington. Oh, <laughs> they come in all of the flavors. Yeah, why wouldn't they? Not just Nothing not just about this fucking flavors. world makes any sense, so why not? Uh, you've never had beef wellington. I may have. When? I don't know, it was just a funny food name. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to call you out like that. <laughs> uh... What was it that we had at Stephanie's wedding? I think that was like prime rib or something. I don't think it was beef okay. Wellington. Okay, that's fair. I don't to be. I'm not entirely sure how beef Wellington is prepared. Uh I'm not either. I'm bet with heat. I'm gonna bet with heat, but I don't know like what it is off the tip top of my head. I feel like there's a like a. But in like any event, Nidler throws the clam it. in the bowl, and it turns out they're not just like jelly candies. They're actual clams and. Uh, Roulette is excited for it, but then it, this clam has teeth and an eye inside of it. And tries to kill him because this is Nidler a piranha tackles, clam. And Nidler set up like a saw trap for this fucking guy. <laughs> but Run runs over and he picks out the the piranha clam with his dagger. And Nidler's like, "Oops!" and does a wink and walks away. Nidler's not afraid to kill someone. That's fine. I don't think we actually described the size of uh, of our guide here. He's, he's small. He's a little only guy. Only about the size of a shoe or so. Yeah. Uh, and he's in a bowl. So I imagine you probably thought he was pretty small. But yeah, that clam would have eaten him. Or at least yeah. bitten him. Could have bitten him in half. For I at least took days. a big chunk out of him. That would have served him right. <laughs> we cut over to the area that had the uh, the rock Christmas tree where the treasure is. And Bluff and company are there. He sent Conk to go get it. And luckily... Rock Christmas tree seems to be like a spiral that you can just yeah. walk up like a car park. And uh, Mantis, who is Meth Jafar, says, man, look at that little peg-legged guy run. <laughs> I'm glad to see that Conk has his uh, scissor dagger. He may not have taken it out yet. He does oh, pull it, it out at some point. Hell yeah. So the dune worm notices that he's there uh, and throws him back towards where Bloth and Mantis are. Yeah, he's not um, doing the the Fremen walk, so he uh, he gets yes. at. I haven't seen Dune yet, but I believe. Oh, you. it's it's the Fremen boogie. You'll love it. Sure. And Bluth watched the whole time, but Conk lands down, you know, next to him. And he's like, "Do you have the treasure? You fucking saw him not get it. You saw him <laughs> get accosted by a giant ass worm." Bluth and then is he calls stupid, him a fool I for think. not getting it. And Bluth, or not Bluth, uh, Conk just collapses because he, you know, got thrown by a big ass worm. Yeah, the adrenaline's starting to wear off. Yeah, at which point Slagon comes over to see what the ruckus is, and he's like, oh, you guys look like the bad guys. What can I do for you? <laughs> Your vibe uh, matches my vibe. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, so what are, you, what are you cool cats doing? And Bloth says, oh, I want this treasure. And Slagon just says to him, oh, yeah, I just met a boy who wanted that, too. I slammed him to go get some poison for that fucking worm. <laughs> he's like what's the deal with this treasure that i've never thought twice about that lives in the same town as me it's it's entirely likely that he hasn't ever ventured to the top of that spire he i guess may have never true. known it was there he didn't have a compass yeah. <laughs> that's right and bluff picks him up and he's like i want the treasure and you're gonna help me and slag on 
agrees so long that he gets paid. And then the robot bird flies back down. I assumed that it was going to just cut Bloth in half or something because it's made out of razor blades. Yeah. Uh, it's it's like a four foot tall bird made of razor blades. Just kill <laughs> everyone. And then you can just take their money. What what good could this money be in this weird town he lives in that's just him and, and animals he's experimented on? I don't know. Slagon convinces Bloth to pay him to help him find the treasure or kill Ren or something. I forget which. It's both, ultimately. I think it's um, to get, yeah, I think it's to get the flower to kill the monster to get the treasure. Right. Or kill the boy to get the flower and then get the treasure. I don't know. Yeah. It's irrelevant. Some some order. But uh, we cut back to our, our, our guys. Um, Tula's bitching about having to walk so far. And then Roulette just announces that they're there. <laughs> We've done it. It seems like he just arbitrarily chose a spot. He was waiting for a sufficient amount of bitching. At this point, he's still cracking wise and being a dick. And when uh, Roulette was described to them, Slagon told them that he was going to be the perfect travel mate. And Red calls him (laughs) out. He's like, you suck to be around fully. (laughs) Fully. At this point, Roulette finally reveals that uh, he wasn't a willing participant in these weird, fucked-up nature experiments. Yeah. It's like, why wasn't that the first thing you told them? Yeah. I shouldn't be. He's like, yeah, I got changed against my will, and if I leave this bowl, I'll die. He's like, you ever read The Do- Island of Dr. Monroe? That's what's <laughs> happening here. Sort <laughs> of. about The Giver? It's not really relevant here, but it's also pretty fucked up. <laughs> uh and Ren's not fully getting it, and it takes him a long time, uh, and you know that because Roulette continues to give him sass until uh, Ren- it finally sinks into Ren's thick skull. Yeah, he knocks on his head. He's like, I used to have wings, now I'm like a fish or something? And then he does it a sucks. weird dream He does a weird dream sequence about wings that I don't care for. It looks like, an, uh, like a weird acid trip. Yeah, it looks like the middle of a Disney movie. From the, like, 60s. Where it's just like, why are there weird things? It's like a Heffalump song. (laughs) We accidentally watched Fantasia. I don't know what the hell's happening. Which one of these is the mouse with the broom? I don't... (laughs) That's the only part I wanted to see. It's the only part anyone wants to see. Why is there so much before it and so much after it? (laughs) Don't worry, they cut out the racist centaur. So we'll be okay. Which one's the racist centaur? The, uh, there's like a centaur segment and uh there's a like a little black girl centaur that is her their slave oh and uh she is cut out from modern uh, versions of fantasia oh cool you know they could have left it in nobody's fucking watching that movie no one can make <laughs> it through I no tried. one in the history of earth has made it all the way through we my mom bought that movie when it came out on vhs when we were kids and yeah. i think we watched it once and she returned it she was like this is not what the children want yeah because it's nothing. It's just no no child wants to watch a lot of like high concept vignettes. No. <laughs> Don't worry, they did it again in two thousand. Yeah, and it sucked just as much. <laughs> I wanted to see somebody fight that giant demon monster, and I never made it to the point where he came out because it's like at the end of the thing. Well, it's the future. You can just skip to that part now. Yeah. Or I can just never know, which is what I'm probably going to do. Yeah. I think I've tried to watch it since Disney Plus existed, and I could not. I think I fell asleep. 
Yeah, that's what it's for. <laughs> they have it in sleep study programs. <laughs> it's like you this can either have so some many op- drugs or you can watch Fantasia. You have so many opinions oh. about Fantasia, and I love it. <laughs> I was just so let down as a child. Do you want to do it for this? No. <laughs> we'll never make it through, Jake. No. I fell asleep during Fast Color, and I actively wanted to watch that. <laughs> I don't fall asleep during movies, and I fell asleep. Dur- There's been three movies I've fallen asleep through. One was uh, that movie with Tom Hanks where he's a, a guy chasing down the Roman Catholic Church. Oh, the Da Vinci Code. Da Vinci Code. Code. There it is. Fell asleep during that. Uh, fell asleep In during... the theater? Yeah, in the theater. I saw it with you and I fell asleep in the theater. Well, it wasn't uh, very good, so that's No, fair. it wasn't. Uh, I fell asleep during Fast Color. Um even that was I wanted home, to know though. how it went, and I followed asleep during Fantasia. <laughs> Normally, I, I can watch a thing from beginning to end, regardless of how terrible it is. But those three movies are so atrociously boring that I fell asleep. <laughs> I think also during the Da Vinci Code, I was counting ceiling tiles and wall ridges. Well, there's a lot more of those now. We're going to watch them all great and then gandalf was there and he had two canes and was holding people hostage fuck that kick one of them that dude's going down and shattering every bone in his body you remember more of He's that a movie very than old I man and you were What's asleep that? during it you remember more of that movie than i do and you were asleep yeah. during it i woke up to watch gandalf with a gun i was like <laughs> how how are you overpowering them where's your guy with the the torture belt that he has around his thigh <laughs> Use Gandalf as, as your reference for um, Ian McKellen, I not I could have said Magneto. Magneto. Gandalf is I'm, funnier to say. Somehow. I was just going, I was going, isn't, isn't Ian McKellen both of those? <laughs> I was like, yeah. it's weird that Sky chose Gandalf and not Magneto. Well, you know, thinking about D&D a lot. <laughs> I guess so. For the, for the last five years or so. Um, anyway, back in Ren, or back on Mer. Uh, what's his face? Roulette has finally convinced Ren that uh, Slygon's the bad guy. Uh, but Tula found the flower, which makes sense because she's the Ecomancer. I would have assumed that she probably could have just made it bloom where they were. But yeah. sure, let's do this. Let's go on a quest for a flower. We got twenty whole minutes to fill, man. Yeah, <laughs> I guess. And Ren decides to not tell everyone else that Slygon's a bad guy. Yeah, he's like, well, I'll tell you when we get back. You have so much time to tell them. It's not like they are casually sauntering through the, the swamp. There is so much time. Ren's just not doing it for a needless drama. Ren's such a drama bitch. A drama bitch. I believe that to be a term that people throw around. I've at never least heard, heard it before. Creighton say it. I don't know who that is, but I believe <laughs> you. The rest of the crew is like, why are you being nice to this monster who's been just screaming insults at us all day? We had Don Rickles in here. Not Don Rickles. Who was the insult comic? Don was Rickles. Was it Don Rickles? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I really fucked that all up. But, like, we've had this shitty guy yelling nonsense at us this entire day. And honestly, just pour him out and kill him. But, but Ren, Ren says, says no. he's coming with us. He's not going back to Slagoon. 
I've made this unilateral decision. Uh, and then we get the coolest part of the show, uh, where Slygon has strapped a harness to his robot bird and uh, outfitted it with boots full of spears or some shit. Yes. Uh, <laughs> he's just flying around with like a glowing dick gem. He's searching for, I don't know if he tagged roulette with something. He says and something he's... about finding his bioenergy. Yeah. But that means nothing, ultimately. Nothing in this show means anything. That's true. But we cut back to the guys, and they see <laughs> they see Slagon come flying in with his robot bird screeching. Uh, and he snags the flower out of Tula's hand, miraculously. Uh, like he's Tobias the Hawk, swooping down and scooping out a taxon's eyes. That's not even the the best change of hands of the flower <laughs> that happens here in these few minutes. Yeah. But we'll get to that. The bird comes back for a second pass and he uses his wings to cut through uh, the trees and he knocks down a bunch of foliage onto the, the, the crew. And Ren's like, I'm going to fucking stab your dumb ass. Uh, it's like I'm pulls out a crossbow. Verbatim. A crossbow full of vines or tentacles? Tentacles? We don't get to see how it actually works. No. Due to well, how the, the it's tentacles shot. come shooting straight out of the cylinder, and somebody yells, "Energy leeches!" Oh, it's a uh, roulette who recognizes it. And then Ios just comes over and just takes him off of Ren, as though Ren could have done that at any time. Well, he uh, didn't have the energy to. I guess. And you'd think the energy leeches would get more animated when they suck his energy out. Yeah, but instead, Ren takes a nap, and uh, Slagon goes flying back towards home, I guess? Yeah. But Tula remembered that she had superpowers, uh, so she uses the trees to throw vines or goop. How, how often are we going to have to say that for the rest of this thing? Uh, probably two or three times an episode. <laughs> you should just always have your superpowers ready to go. What are you yeah. doing? But the uh, the foliage on these trees doesn't look like regular leaves or anything. It just looks like goop. Yeah. It's a sticky tree. Yeah. And uh, the bird gets all gummed up and Slagon gets knocked out of his, his I don't know, chairlift. Uh, so he goes plummeting down into the swamp and lands what seemed to be extraordinarily hard. So hard. He, he gets up fine. He didn't have a chance to grab his energy leech crossbow. But he does have a sword. So he and Ayaz have a sword fight. Ren's taking a nap. But he doesn't have the energy to get up. uh, Tula is somewhere. Uh, Maybe she (laughs) needed a nap after using the trees. Yeah. Uh, So Roulette knocks over his crystal goblet. And he's like, I know it'll do it. This liquid will wake him back up for some reason. I'm not going to explain it. It's rejuvenating liquid that keeps him alive. Sure. But yeah, now the liquid's gone and uh, Roulette... Sh- I thought they were going to kill Roulette in front of us. Yeah. They kind of do. I wouldn't have minded. It's, it's kind of like the end of Rise of Skywalker where Rey dies yeah. and then they undie her. But we're not quite there yet because Ayaz and Slagoon are, are fighting. <laughs> Slagoon? Uh, yeah. Slagoon. <laughs> and Ayaz... Yeah. Defeats him by knocking a sword out of his hand and then using the tip of his sword to whip the flower out of his pocket. Yeah. Everybody knows in a gentleman's duel, uh, the first one to lose their boutonniere is the one to lose. (laughs) Oh. I did not know that. Well, you haven't uh, studied the blade like I have. 
I certainly have not. <laughs> so, so Red has woken up enough to lament the fact that Roulette's dying. He's like, at least I'll be free again. Yeah, and Ayas comes dead. over with the flower. He's like, I got it. Awesome. That shitty little monster's dying. And then Ren's like, nope, we're going <laughs> to save him with this flower. Shitty little monster. <laughs> Ren just crushes up the flower and he starts spreading petals on it. And like they keep saying that it's the nectar that will be the poison or whatever. So I don't know. Nectar's not typically kept in the petals. But they crush up the petals and they spread it all over his corpse. And it... Uh, fixes him and Tula's like how do we kill the the fucking monster so like, i don't know i want we'll to figure that out later I, I want this shitty little green boy to be alive and he so when he comes back to life yeah he kind of looks like a care bear cousin he does he gets right? these little tiny uh like pigeon wings or and he I loses think his fish body else. What's that? What were those? What were those things from the eighties? That it was like a an elephant that had like wings and a lion that had wings. I, I don't know. Hold on, I'm in. A, I know what I'm talking about. They're wuzzles. <laughs> okay. He looks like a wuzzle. They're like weird little animals that are hybrids. Two animals in one. Sure. There's a bumblebee lion. Bumble lion. <laughs> So they're crimes against nature. Yes, just like roulette. Except now, uh, instead of a fish thing, he's a a regular shitty teddy bear with wings. Yeah. And he's like, hooray, I'm not dead. And he starts flying around. And uh, something that they hadn't considered, I think, is maybe just having somebody fly over there because flying won't cause ground vibrations. And you've got a bird monster that'll do that. But we cut over to... Uh, Bloth and his boys, instead of sleeping on the ship, they slept on the ground? With their, they have just the cleanest sheets over them. <laughs> just clean white sheets that they nap on. Yeah. But then there's the ground starts shaking, and they're like, ah, oh, it's the, the dune worm is awake. So Mantis, uh, Meth Jafar, pulls out the telescope, and he sees a roulette flying about like Tinkerbell trying to get the uh, the attention of the the dune worm. I guess it can feel the downdraft, after all. Guess so. Or maybe he danced upon its grave to wake it. <laughs> maybe. Bluff comes out from the... He's the... I guess he must have kicked those two off because he wanted the ship to himself for sleeping. He likes he, to sleep uh, in the nude, He figured out what all the melons shy. were for. He figured out what all the melons were for. <laughs> so Gross. he needed those guys to get away from him. Horrific. Uh, <laughs> That's a callback, everyone. Yeah, it's what we... In the biz... Uh, do we make callbacks to previous jokes that were also gross? Yeah. Yes. Uh, and then, out of nowhere, Ren and Ayaz swing on a rope and kick Bloth off their ship, just like right over the side. You know what would have been more effective is to sneak up behind him and slit his fucking throat. Yeah. Because <laughs> he's fine. He's just on the ground now. He's just wet. He gets wet every episode. He's moderately inconvenienced. Uh, but then they just take their boat back and leave them there, presumably to die. Uh, Slagon comes out, and he's not dead either. Um, and Conk is like, it's the biotransmuter. And Bluff tells him, no, that's our new dishwasher. So I guess Bluff is kidnapping him. Yeah. And they use dishes when they eat. I guess, instead of just their hands. They're not savages, Jake. They're pirates. 
I guess not. So we cut over to the Wraith as it's sailing away. Uh, Nidler just flies over with the with the jewel or the treasure. The worm wasn't a problem after all now. Now that we're done with it, it's fine. <laughs> and uh, Roulette is with him. Ren's like, why don't you come with us? And everybody else, including me, is like, no! <laughs> Actually, don't now. take him. He's awful. But he decides to stay at this swamp because he's Shrek. And he wants to live there. <laughs> he wishes he was Shrek. Yeah. I, well, he's going to go and find more flowers because of all the other monsters that uh, Slygon created. He's going to change them back, which is oh, sort yeah. of noble. Um, so that's why he wants to stay. It seemed like he knew where the flowers were, so it should be a pretty easy task for him, but whatever. Yeah, now that he doesn't live in a jar. Yeah. And then he flies off, presumably never to be seen again. Ideally. So, Jake. Yours? What was the most turtle-rific part? The most turtle-rific part was uh, that sexy ladybug turtle. <laughs> uh, was a crime against nature. Yeah. You should I was never gonna see say inside that, a turtle shell. I was gonna say that before you said those were just vaginas, but I really uh, was gonna say that after that. <laughs> Gross. What about you, Sky? I think that Slagon creating the roboticizer is pretty cool. I didn't expect to see a giant ass robot bird. Is that what it's called in Sonic or Mega yeah. Man or whatever you're, we're referring to? <laughs> Sonic. Sonic. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Dr. Eggman or Dr. Robotnik, depending on who you are, uh, wants to turn the robots of. Who are you? The is my question. Place. I forget what their place, their world is called. Uh, he wants to turn them into robots to work in his factories to make weapons but, to kill more of the people or whatever. But Sky, which one are you? Are you a Robotnik or an Eggman man? Uh, I like Robotnik better than Eggman. Are they're like we're just talking about the name, right? That's the yeah. only difference. Okay. As far as I know, that's the only difference. I mean, I can't say with 100% certainty that that's that's it, but I feel like that's it. Okay. But yeah, a robot bird made of razor blades. It's pretty cool. That was pretty sweet. Uh, Who is the most likable or effective character? I might have to uh, go with robot bird as most effective. I mean... That is for damn sure. Until he got sticky. He he was (laughs) razor blading through some trees... You know, he he turned into a car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that uh, chairlift was pretty neat. It's pretty sweet. I kind of wish that the spear, ch- like, boots did something instead of just looked cool. But, you know, can't have everything, I guess. Yeah. Um, I want to say Slagon is probably the most effective. Yeah, he, he got... committed he got many he crimes against nature. Uh, he got paid twice in this episode. So like he seems to be on top of his stuff until he got to get he gets abducted. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Indeed. Some of those coins did look like Cheez-Its. Um, <laughs> it's a Cheez-It based economy. <laughs> I would be flat broke. Yeah. <laughs> what you do for a pop culture palette cleanse? Well, Sky, that's a great question. And I was thinking about it. And the answer is, I don't think very much. <laughs> I, uh, Totally valid, and that's my answer every week. It's true. I, uh, I'm i preparing to try and put on um, The Odd Couple, so I've been distracted by that. And so two weeks and that's over. Oh, um, you got Cedric the Entertainer? Yeah. 
Um, I think you're thinking of the Honeymooners. I am. Yep. Um, the most recent iteration of the Odd Couple was um, Thomas Lennon and uh, Chandler from Friends. Uh, uh, Matthew Perry. Know his name, Matt Perry. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, but I did get all caught up on Star Wars comics, so I I think I'm all caught up on the War of the Bounty Hunters. Um, and I'm all caught up on Power Rangers comics. Uh, it's I don't like that those only come out one issue a month because I always want more of those. Yeah. And I can barely remember what happened in the last one by the time I get to the next one. See, the, mostly I've just been g- getting caught up on comics. I haven't seen or watched a whole lot except for a couple episodes of Frasier and ER. <laughs> <laughs> and I have not seen Eternals yet. So when you tell me when I ask you what your pop culture palate cleanser was and you say Eternals, don't spoil it because I haven't seen it yet. Okay. What was your pop culture palate cleanser, Scott? I saw the Eternals and I'm going to spoil Whoa. it. Oh, son of a bitch. Um, they were Eternal. Oh, yeah? Yep, but you didn't see that coming. I Did really not. liked it. Um, That's good. I knew basically two things about the Eternals uh, Which going in. Which two things? They were Eternal and Jack Kirby created them. Okay. Is Jack Kirby in this one? Uh, <laughs> I didn't notice if he... I wasn't paying attention, so I didn't notice if he got like a special thanks or anything. I'm uh, sure he, he did, but yeah, he's probably, probably not but, in Anakana. He's been dead for so long. Yeah, probably like 60 years, I think. Probably longer. You think it's been that long? I don't... I guess it, I guess yeah. it is later in the, in, the, in the timeline than I always remember. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We got old. But it was good. Everybody in it's excellent. Um, I really liked Camille Mangiani's character. He was the funniest, of course, because he's the only comedian of the group. Jack Kirby's only been dead for like uh, 27 years. What? Really? Yeah, he died in 1994. Oh, I'll be damned. I thought it was way earlier than that. No, no, because in this in the 60s, he was creating things like the Eternals. Mm -hmm. That's all. Okay. yeah, I guess that would make sense. I Marvel started way after uh, DC did. And that's what's throwing me. Anyway, um, it was good. I liked it. Everybody was good in it, and uh, it made sense, even though I didn't know anything about the Eternals. That's good. That's all you want. Yeah. It's the best you can hope for. Yeah. We're going to go um, next Saturday morning. There was just a, cool. already a lot happening yesterday and today, so I, <laughs> uh, I, did, I did have to go to a baby class, a birthing class, so I watched, oh. watched a lot of weird videos. Um, yeah? You're going to deliver so. your baby? Is that what I'm No, hearing? absolutely not. I'm going to stand <laughs> in a fucking corner and let the people we're paying do it, do it. Your job is to stand in the corner holding your wife's hand while she squeezes the bones till they break and you yeah. get to be there standing there terrified. And do That's my the- best not to crack wise. <laughs> well, Which, yeah. for those in the room who know me, is going to be my greatest challenge yet. <laughs> I've known you for a spell. Yeah. Yeah. It's, what it's we not do my best. strong suit. <laughs> Stand in a corner and crack wise while something serious happens. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> the only, my only advantage thing. is uh, you won't be there. <laughs> yeah. Or despite what, Despite my request to the hospital, you're not allowed to be there. <laughs> I also had to watch an episode of Glee for a Glee podcast that I guested on called Loser Like Me. Uh, and in this episode, they asked me to be on. Uh, they actually sing the titular song Loser Like Me. Hey, Jake, I hate Glee. 
Like, I <laughs> I didn't like it when my mom watched it while it was like still an ongoing series. I could only uh-huh. take about five minutes at a time. And I was watching this episode, and at the exact five minute mark, I was like, "Actually, fuck this." Is Glee <laughs> half an hour or an hour? It is forever, Jake. <laughs> it's still going. Um, no, I There's think it's, still... uh, it's it's an hour show. Oh, that's too long. It is. If you uh, if you was... recall how awful uh, podcasting in humans was, I do. Yeah. I do remember. <laughs> I'll never forget. Um, yeah, it's etched. Actually, I, I have forgotten a lot of it. Good. Um, I I took notes and everything for this uh, because uh, they don't do uh, they don't watch as they talk about it. They do notes, so I did notes. Oh, that's probably a smarter way to do it, so you don't have to sit yeah. through the fucking thing. And a lot of my notes are what the fuck is happening, or why is this woman not in jail? <laughs> Because Jane Lynch's character physically and verbally abuses children at the school in front of lots of witnesses all the time. Is she the the PE coach? A cheer coach who may also teach PE. Oh, well, they they play by a different set of rules, Sky. Yeah. And I was like, why aren't there just lines of parents just like like a gauntlet that she has to run to her car through every day? Because... You can't, she came into the school with an armful of sticks and was throwing it at a girl. It's like, you can't do that. <laughs> I, I didn't, I didn't care for it. <laughs> where can it's we, where, can, where and when can we hear your uh, upsetness? I'm not sure, but I did do quite a bit of yelling, but, and I'll, <laughs> it'll probably be in a week or two. Okay. You make sure to tell everyone. I will. Uh, you'll hear me like speak from my face and my hands a couple of times because I was frustrated with the fantastical realism of this stupid fucking show. Fantastical um, realism. <laughs> yeah, you know how like when you have uh, one note characters and nobody's a real person and everybody's a caricature, but they uh-huh. want you to believe that this is real. <laughs> that I don't. All right. Likely, I don't like it. And one of the kids just has, like, the third most punchable face in the world. <laughs> and he just oozes this smug superiority. Like, it I goes, Mitch McConnell, Ted Cruz, this kid. And orders of faces I want to punch. When it comes time to pick a, a show for Christmas stuff, I'm going to pick a Christmas Glee. <laughs> and I'll just cut your fucking face. Yay! But yeah, I, I guessed it on that. And um, a couple of weeks ago, uh, I was at the comic shop and I saw this book. It's entitled uh, Marvel Meow. And it was, uh, I think, all done entirely by Nao Fuji. And it's just a it, bunch of like tiny stories about Chewie and a bunch of different heroes interacting with Chewie. I've seen that on the internet. Yeah, it's great. One of them's got Daredevil and, like, the kitty cat is just, like, constantly pawing at his food and stuff and chasing his baton like it's a cat toy. He doesn't know the cat's been touching his food because he's blind. He he can tell. He's got super senses. He can tell because he can taste the cat shit on his food. Yeah. Yuck. That's how you do it. That's how you can tell. I hate it. 
Uh, but it's pretty char- like the the art is excellent and it's really charming. Um, yeah, I didn't look too deep into it, but uh, I keep seeing the cover places, and so I was like, "What is this?" And and yeah, that sounds like a, a fun thing. Yeah, there's one where the the cat is on the shield helicarrier or whatever, and it starts reaching, uh, for the the mind scepter from Loki, and Hawkeye shoots an arrow at it, and the cat's just all furry because it got spooked. It's really funny. <laughs> I'm glad you got it so I can look at it when I go to your house. Yeah, it's a cute little coffee table book. Full of uh, Marvel superheroes and kitty cats. Right in my sweet spot. Yeah, that's uh, really all you ever wanted. Yeah, pretty much. That and more Glee. Christ, no. At no (laughs) point. The only other episode I remember is when the kid that I want to punch. um, It opened with him and two uh, girls from his class, or probably the Glee Club, uh, dressed in Beyonce's... Uh, unitard from the single ladies video and he's recording himself dancing to it and his dad comes in and the, like right away the kid's like I'm not gay it's like really <laughs> okay and by the end of the episode the kid comes out to his dad and his dad's like yeah dude I know like I've I known... saw what you were doing <laughs> yeah I've known since you were born man thank you for finally telling me let's go get a pizza or something like I appreciated it's a... him it's a nice way not to handle it yeah, like he just liked his son, and that's that's great. And it's not what I expected to happen, but it was cool. But also, I still want to punch that kid in the ear. <laughs> something about his face. But I think that's probably it. I know there's more stuff, but, what well, you know, I don't recall it. It's been a weird <laughs> it's week. It's okay. It was our longest pop culture palette cleanse in a while. Yeah. I remembered the things I did. Um, that's good. Good for you. <laughs> So, you can follow uh, the show at Failed Pop Culture with no E at the end. Uh, you can email the show at popculturefailure at gmail.com. If you want, you can rate and, and subscribe and review uh, on whatever podcast app you're using because you've probably already done that. And I don't actually need to tell you to do that because you're listening to this right now. Uh, you can follow me. I'm at Sandwich Surplus. I'm at Midwest Love Affair. And as always, fuck Lee, defund the police. <laughs> Uh, even if even if sky doesn't say it that's what he's thinking fuck glee always every moment of every subtext (laughs) black lives matter to fund the police and stay frosty everyone